0: Hey, welcome to the Religious Positivity Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Martin. Hey, I've got a really interesting guest today. I think her story can really help some people out there. My guest today is Fiona Cutts, and her main thing she's going to talk about today is how to overcome shyness. So, Fiona, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for
1: having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: So uh, I'd like to start things off, just kind of tell your story about how you overcame shyness and what you're doing now.
1: Yeah, so I grew up very, very shy, and there were several reasons for that, I guess, and one of them was an overbearing father who was quite critical of me, and I learned very early on that the best thing I could do really was to hide away and stay below the radar. And what I discovered with the work that I do now is that it wasn't a bad thing to do. Actually, it kept me safe. And I know some self-healing modalities will say, oh, that's bad, you should have stood up to him. No, I couldn't have stood up to him as a little girl. And but the problem with that is choosing to be below the radar, choosing to not speak up, choosing to actually I also chose to conform. So I became an accountant rather than really working out what I wanted to do with my life just to please my dad. And the problem is that unless you change what occurred in childhood through some kind of healing or or you come to terms with it and change automatically. You end up, as I did, as a 20-something, a 30-something, even a 40-something, still acting from that place of shyness and keeping below the radar, because it's not something that you just choose for one thing in your life, it's something that comes along in all areas of your life. So there I was being an accountant, and... Um, And there were certain things that I really loved about it, but it didn't really express all of me at all. And at a certain point, I got very, very ill, and I had a fatigue illness, so I was, um, well, I was so tired that I could scarcely leave the house for four or five years. And at the beginning of the illness, I was totally looking outside of me, I mean, I wasn't really looking to conventional medicine, I already didn't really trust that, that much. But I was hoping that a reflexologist would touch my feet, and I'd wait up happy and healthy or that I would take a homeopathic pill and I'd wake up happy and healthy and none of that happened and after about four years of being ill I started to really look at what I've done to become ill. And this is where the story from my dad came up. And what I learned was that not expressing you, not being able to speak up, not being able to live your life in the way that you want to live your life, all of that's really tiring. It's like pretending to be somewhere or someone else in the end, it's very, very tiring. And that was actually the root cause of my fatigue. And so that's what started me on the path that I'm on now. And um, it started really a healing journey where I started to be able to express myself and the The shyness, yes, it is about speaking up and the voice. And as you see, I can now jump on a podcast with someone I don't know and just talk. So (laughs) that's changed a lot. Um, But it's not just about the voice and speaking up. It's about the whole way that we create our lives. And I now have three international businesses. And I never thought I'd be able to do something like that. It's very different having a job as an accountant to... as you know to creating businesses and taking the lead in businesses and making things happen it's much more of a well it's much more of an expression of me in the world than working for someone else
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So you've mm-hmm. gone out there, you, you overcame your shyness. You're doing all these things, international business, three of them. One of them's enough. And then you got three of them. So So you have some ways that you have five ways you can help people overcome shyness. Could you share those with us?
1: Yes, and guess what? I don't normally write them down, but I've got my little post-it oh, notes. I love sticky I'm notes. Five, like, maybe I'll get to three, and I won't remember. So the first <laughs> thing I'd like to <laughs> first thing I'd like to say is that one of the things that occurs when you're shy is that when a threatening situation comes along, something where you would automatically go to shyness. What tends to happen is that you kind of zone out, I'm saying you, we shy people zone out. So it's like if there was a difficult situation for me, my body would be present, but somehow I would be vacant, hoping that it wasn't happening. So the first tool I love to give people, or a couple of things really, is a couple of really practical things just to be present. And the first thing is to literally feel your feet on the ground and to imagine energetic tendrils going down into the ground. And through those tendrils, you can draw up the nurturing energy of the earth. And, you know, maybe, I mean, Even as I speak about it now, I feel different, and maybe you notice it too, or some of the listeners do too. It just, it it changes the quality of your experience and makes it easier to be present when we're connected with the earth. And so you can connect with the earth if you're barefoot on the beach, obviously, but also if you're like in a 14-story building in your stiletto heels, you can still connect with the earth through your feet. It doesn't matter. (laughs) So that's the first thing I'd say. And then connected with that is also to be aware of the breath. So again, um, we um when we get threatened by something and we want to go to shyness, our breath can come very high in the body. So just being aware and maybe putting a hand on your tummy and just being aware to breathe deeper and slower can really make you present. And here's the thing. If you kind of... If a situation is threatening and you're like, oh, I'd rather not be here and you kind of energetically go somewhere else, you can't handle it. You just can't handle it. Whereas if you take these steps to be present, then it's not even if it's unpleasant because you're feeling shy, you're, you've you got much more resources available to handle what's going on. Okay. Then the the next thing (laughs) is a really practical thing, and I use this all the time. So when you're about to speak to somebody, or if you're doing the thing that shy people hate more than anything else, like this being on a podcast or giving a talk, you can just ask before you give the talk or before you meet your friend for coffee, what words can I say that these people can hear? What words can I say that this person, my friend, can hear? And what that does, it puts you in a place of receptivity. So I um, don't have to think about what I'm saying. It just now that I've asked that question, what words can I say that people listening to this podcast can hear? The words just flow, and I mean, that's one of the ways we talk about it. It puts you into a space of flow. So you don't have to talk from your head, which is what shy people tend to do. Oh, I'm scared, and I'm going to figure it out, and we're going to work out what the podcast people need to hear. Yeah. It's like, no, I don't need to do that. I can laughing. I've tried that. It never works.
0: I've been there, um, yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> so it just puts me in a place where I can just talk, and somehow it's also that space where people will say, Oh, how did you know to say that? That's exactly what I needed to hear. It kind of creates that magic where you really have a sense when you've asked for it. What can I say that people can hear? You literally get the information, and then people are like, "Wow, how did you know to say that?" (laughs) Magic.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that one.
1: Yes, (laughs) let me know how you get on. Yeah. Now the thing is, can I can I read my my (laughs) (laughs) so I've got to number four and I definitely need to look at it so the next one is to ask questions so sometimes as a shy person even if we're going out for coffee with our best friend we can feel really pressurized when we have to come up with conversations so one of the things you can do is just um just ask your friend hey how's it going hey that, that course that you started doing last year, are you enjoying it? Just, just ask questions, and what that does, is it makes the other person feel loved and appreciated, but it also takes the pressure off you, and It also puts you in this space where you're less self-focused. So as shy people, we tend to be actually quite self-focused. Oh, I'm so shy and I'm really worried that I'm going to mess this up and it's all about me. Whereas if when you're with your friend, you're like, hey, how's it going? It automatically changes something and takes you out of that kind of I'm sorry to say this, but I'm saying it about me too. that sort of obsessive place where you're so concerned about how you appear. And it just and then when you're less concerned about how you appear, when you're wondering how your friend is or how your audience are or whatever, actually everything eases in your world and it becomes easier for you.
0: Yeah. So you have those blinders on when you're just self when you're looking inside yourself like, oh, my gosh, do I, you know, do I have something in my teeth while I'm talking or all these different things you know, rather than focus on the actual conversation and bringing value to someone. So that's great.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And let me see what my last one is. Oh, perspective. Yeah, this kind of comes out of the last one. It's, it's like when when we're thinking about the other person or about the audience it takes us away from that obsessive place um, and yeah just just makes everything easier because part, I think part of what goes on for shy people is we get so worried about how we're going to appear and that worry doesn't help because it goes round and round and round and round and again going back to the earlier things stops us being present and makes everything much more difficult for us
0: Absolutely. So, yeah. those
1: are really practical tips like these. Those
0: are good. That's good. Not just like, hey, go out there and, and just get it done. Those are good actual tips they can do, especially like the breathing, because even you know, I'm, I'm shy by nature. And I noticed my breathing was a little shallow just doing this podcast with you. So, thank you for that. I was like, hey, maybe <laughs> I was like, hey, just breathing in my chest, go a little bit lower. Felt a lot better. So, that's a great tip. So, people out there, give that. Oh, hey, put the, yeah, put the stuff to the test. So, so you were shy and you're in a career you didn't like, and you've been able to turn everything around. You're, you have the three businesses we talked about. So what are some tips on you know, creating that amazing life? Even if you are shy, you don't have to be this really outgoing person to be a success in life. So what are some tips on that?
1: Well, one of the things that I noticed, well, I didn't notice at the time, but I noticed when I started doing this self development work was I had no idea what was true for me. I had no idea what I wanted in my life. I was brought up, so my bro- I have one brother, we were brought up to believe that we were clever. So we needed to be either a lawyer, an accountant, A doctor, which didn't really come into our world. weren't those types of people. Or a teacher. So we had four options, but one of them was off the table. (laughs) My brother literally became a lawyer and still is the lawyer to this day. And I became an accountant. But there was no question about, well um would would we be happy doing that were there other things other than that i mean nowadays i find out i like to dance i mean if i said to my dad oh i'd like to be a ballet dancer not no no no, not acceptable but you know when i was 10 or 15 or even 20 i would have had no idea that i wanted to be a ballet dancer even though my mum was a beautiful dancer because i was just given this idea of of what was possible for me And so years later, when I started to realise that, that I'd really forced myself to be an accountant, to please my dad. And I mean, when you try and do something to please someone else, it never really pleases them. I mean, ironically, the time when he actually... The time when we were the closest I mean he he died a couple of years ago was towards the end of his life when he could see that I was happy doing what I wanted to do that actually was what made him happy not me trying to please him by being an accountant (laughs) it's kind of ironic but it took me a lifetime to work that out um so me trying to do something for someone else it will never work and I guess when I became ill, I had all this time to think, but also the the sort of scary thing, being so tired, would I ever be able to live the life I wanted to lead? So for a while, really the life I wanted to lead was just about being okay you know I was so tired I could scarcely leave the house and i remember someone saying to me what would you like in your life oh I'd like to be able to walk a little bit further than i can walk now i'd like to be able to work a few hours rather than scarcely at all it's like my whole life had totally shrunk and actually that wasn't really enough to to make me inspired enough to get better it was when i started to when I started to receive the healing work I now do I was like Oh, I'm going to be a healer. It was when I actually wanted to, there was something that I really wanted to do. That's when I started to get better. And then when I found out that I wanted to be a healer, all kinds of other things started to come in. Oh, I found out that I love to dance. Great, I'm going to dance. I found out that I love to sing. Okay, oh, great, great. I'm going to sing. I mean, I never knew anything like that about me. I was too busy adding up numbers being <laughs>
0: you don't see well, many uh, you, you don't hear about many dancing accountants do you you just don't hear about that <laughs> not so
1: much <laughs> and i mean and if you're listening to this and you're like yeah i have because it, it was really full-on for me when i realized that i had no clue and i have to say i'm still learning it's like i'm still learning what's true for me and what more and different things I can have in my life. And one of the things that you can ask, I love to ask different questions. And one of the things you can ask is, what's true for me? And it sounds funny, but what's true for me? And what do I actually like doing? And it's like, well, why would I ask, what do I actually like doing? Do I not know? And often we don't know. And when we ask an open-ended question like that, or it can I mean, if, you're, if you'd like to do it this way, you can say, hey, universe, show me what I love to do. Show me what's fun for me. And when, I mean, if you believe in it, if you see it like this, when the universe hears or God on high hears you asking that, you you'll get shown some of the things that are true for you. And it may be that you're sitting in a cafe and you hear someone on the next table talking about an incredible course that they're going to and you're like, oh, wow, I'd love to do that. Or you find yourself, you know how sometimes you find yourself on the internet and you're Googling and then you go here and then you go there and then you go here and then you then you then boom, wow, that's interesting to me. So that's how the universe kind of gives you the answers when you ask a question like that.
0: Yeah. And be careful what you wish for though, right? You know, and the the thing is, is having your eyes and ears open to those things, to being open to that happening. Because when you're so closed off, like you, you're probably in your career earlier and you're, you were just in your numbers and not looking for anything else. But hey, when you open your eyes out and you don't have those blinders on, it's amazing what the, what the universe or whatever you believe will show you. So um, so let me ask you, this. you, you started a podcast yourself, and, and your podcast is all about empowering people to shine beyond their limitations. So let me, show me, tell me some takeaways. You've been doing that a little bit while. What are some takeaways you've, get, you've learned from your own podcast?
1: Yeah, but I guess um, I'll just um, highlight this again. When I was so ill, my, the, what I wanted from my life was like this. And that's not shining at all. And I guess what I what I've discovered, and to be honest, I'm continuing to discover. <laughs> um, I'm laughing because you talked about my three businesses. It's like, oh, I may have another one, you know. <laughs> and and um, it, it's like what what I see is that what we're actually capable of goes way beyond what we think we're capable of. And I won't lie, I sometimes have days when I'm like, oh, my God, you know, one business is enough. How can I I do this? But but actually, I'd be bored if I didn't have that much going on. And that's from somebody who was so tired that I couldn't leave the house. You know, things have changed so much for me as I found out who I am. I discovered that I have so much energy for doing all these different things that I love. And that used to scare me in the past, but... uh, sort of adding more things into my life. I mean, as a as someone who's had fatigue, the received wisdom is, oh, just rest. You, you may be able to have a halfway decent life one day if you just rest. So the idea of sort of expanding and having more things and more things and seeing, because one of the ways that I look at my life is, and I remember years ago when I was recovering, I remember um, I was living in a British community at the time and I remember looking at my diary and thinking oh that's good in one week's time I'm going away and that will be fun and then three weeks later I'm spending a day with my boyfriend and that will be fun but it's like there was all this time in between that wasn't that much fun yeah. and I still do that now I look at my life and I'm like it's pretty fun but actually this day this week I'm not doing that much that's fun what can I add in and so I literally look at it like that and it's not that sort of my life thank goodness isn't anymore the case where I have weeks or months of not fun but I'm like what if every moment could be fun what if we really really were to look at our lives every 10 seconds am I having fun oh no I'm not I wonder what I can do to change that what can I add in what can I be different
0: yeah, that's it. We, we should never stop learning and looking for new things. That, I mean, you think about, you know, energy is usually when you're excited about something. When you wake up, you know, when you wake up, and you're going to a job you don't want to go to, you're probably not that excited, right? But if you wake up and you know you're going on vacation that day or on holiday, as some people might say, when you're going on vacation, <laughs> you can get up four o'clock in the morning you're ready you're raring to go right as opposed to we feel a full night's sleep so looking for those little exciting things maybe it's just watching a little bit of a tv show you like or going out and doing some dancing or something like that something a little that you could have look forward to where it's not just the same thing every day
1: yes thank you for that because I would encourage you if you're more in the position that I was in where you're like well actually Fiona I do have weeks of not fun things then just look just see if you can spend I don't know half an hour every day doing something that you love and it may just it well there's nothing wrong with Netflix it may be your favorite show on Netflix that's, if that's right. fun for you choose that whatever is fun for you nobody else is here to tell you what should be fun
0: that's right. So uh, tell people tell about the work you're doing now. What's your So you're a healer. What kind of work are you doing right now?
1: Yeah, so I do, um, before COVID, I was traveling around doing workshops. Um, and one of the things I specialize in is helping people overcome shyness. Since COVID, I'm doing a lot more of that online. So I have online um, classes where people can release the root causes of shyness, as well as find more things like I gave you to be able to handle the shyness in the moment. Um, So that's one of the main things that I do now.
0: That's great. And they can follow you at fionacuts.com is your website. They can look up your podcast, Shining Beyond Shyness. And I'll link all that stuff in show notes, but make sure you follow or keep up with her, all the the work Fiona's doing out there, because there's so many people being held back by shyness and it doesn't have to be like that.
1: Yeah, thank you. It's
0: true. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming on. This is, is I think it's really gonna help some people, like I said. And you keep up that great work. And hey, if you're listening to this right now and you got some value out of this, uh, make sure you go and follow Fiona, see what she's doing, but also share this episode with somebody. I know you you're listening right now and you have someone in mind that said, hey, they could probably benefit from that. Please share that with us and share the work that Fiona's doing out there. Hey Fiona, thanks again for coming on and we'll talk to you later.
1: Thanks so much. It was great to be here. All
0: right, guys, go share the episode and spread the positivity and we'll talk to you later wow what a great episode you share that with somebody i'm going to share with you some awesome sponsors Mick Williams marketing they can help your business grow regardless of the size of the project you're going to get a solution that is specifically created for you and your business no cookie cutter one size fits approach here so amy and her band of fearless marketers can help you with all that stuff that you think you can do, but you're not really that good at it. You don't have time for it. They can do that. They're the experts. It's what they do. Web design, online conversion, optimization, SEO, uh, graphic design, marketing, page management, all that stuff. Go let them do that. Don't handle that yourself. Go check them out at mcwilliamsmarketing.com. See what all they can do. They're amazing people. Teek Patnick with Patnick Realty. He really does it all in the real estate world. General real estate sales, acquisitions, property management, investments, All that good stuff. You're not just a transaction with Teak. He really wants to build a relationship for life with you. He has built his whole business on prayer, hard work ethic, honesty, and results. You can trust Patnick Realty with all your real estate needs. Hey, I trust my brother from another mother, Teak, and you should too. Give him a call, 256-694-0117, or email him at teak at patnickco.com. Hey, if your child's struggling with math, are you frustrated trying to help them? Then you need Mathnasium of Madison. They will meet your child where they are and help them get where they need to go. And they will do this in a positive and uplifting environment. You'll see measurable changes in attitude, confidence, and school progress. And go to their website, mathnasium.com slash MadisonAL, and sign up for the assessment. It is a risk-free and cost-free process that will tell you exactly where your child stands academically. Check them out again, mathnasium.com, MadisonAL. You know what you're needing in your life? Some apparel lab where I get all my t-shirts and the Hope Dealer stickers there and all my stuff over there. But you can brand just about anything you want there. Whether you have an idea of what you want or you have no idea where to start, they can help you. Go check out their website, Apparelab.inc. I-N-K. Or you can email them at theapparelab at gmail.com. Use a promo code RELENTLESS. Save yourself some money. Get some great products. Hey, these are awesome businesses. Go support them. They're out supporting positivity and they will do you right. Have an awesome day.